Well, it was September 12th, 1962, that President John F. Kennedy made these popular remarks at Rice University when he says these words, we choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard, because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills, because that challenge is one that we are willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one which we intend to win, and the others too. On that day, in that moment, the president set forth a very lofty goal, one that started the days known as the Great Space Race, a Cold War competition between the USA and the USSR to get to outer space. And here in the United States, we saw men like Alan Shepard and John Glenn make the initial U.S. voyages to, the, to space with the moon as the ultimate goal. And the space program through the 60s had many triumphs and unfortunately many tragedies, but it kept moving forward. Then on July 11, 1969, Apollo 11 took Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin to the moon, completing the task, completing the goal set forth by JFK back in 1962. And we often celebrate these men for their accomplishments. They become household names even to today. But the truth be told, there were so many heroes behind the scenes that made that voyage possible. Those that set the vision, those that built the rockets, and those that worked in a small room in Houston known as Mission Controls. You see, my friends, without those men and women who were behind the scenes, the mission to space, the mission to land on the moon would have stayed a dream. It was because of those people that the space program was actually possible. Without them, it was not possible whatsoever. And as we gather here, we embark on a great mission to let God love us to love others through us. And Jesus put it this way in Matthew 28, which is not in your notes, but there Jesus said that we are called to go and make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them to obey. As followers of Christ, that is why we exist. That's why we are here and doing what we're doing. I'm going to switch over to this mic real quick for, so that we don't have that popping. But that's why we are here and why we do what we do. And as followers of Jesus, we're called to be a part of that mission. Just like space travel took an army of people with various gifts to accomplish its mission, the same is true with the church. The church is not a building, and the church's mission is not accomplished by just a couple or a few people. The mission of the church is accomplished when everybody joins together and says yes to God to be used by him. The Apostle Paul put it this way in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8, where he writes, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. 
We have different gifts according to the, great, to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. You see what Paul is saying here? We are all a part of the mission. Each one of us are needed to accomplish this great task that's before us. We're all needed. And it just simply says yes to God. Bottom line is this. Every member is a minister. Every member is a minister. This is one of the fund, fu fundamentals that we teach in our starting point class. That when we become members of impact, we're also saying yes to Jesus. It's the same in our journey with him. When we say yes to Jesus, it's not just for him to get us into his, into his kingdom. It's not just for him to keep us out of hell. But when we say yes to Jesus, we're also saying yes to being a part of his team. That's what we see happening with all the disciples, Moses and Elijah, and, and so many others that went before us. You see, here at Impact, we are very close to taking a significant step in the ministry of this church. God has been doing some great things, and I believe there are greater things yet to come. God is on the horizon for something significant. Because very soon, my friends, we are about to move into our new location just a few miles away, where our church will be located. And throughout the week, the ministry of our new location will be a community center that will be absolutely free to everybody in the community. No strings attached. That's our desire. This community center, as many of you know, is called The Landing. It will be a place just to hang out, to have fun, to have lunch, whatever it might be, and to experience hope that so often we miss out in this broken and darkened world. Said, God has been doing amazing things, but greater things are yet to come. And I believe that in a few short months, we're going to see the power of God just boom. He is going to move like we've never seen him before. And it's time for all of us to say, I want to be on that train. I want to not just see God work. I want him to use me for something significant. You see, in order to achieve this, in order for us to move forward in what God has called us to, we need an all-hands-on-deck mentality and mindset. Everyone is needed. The strength of the church is found when the entire body pulls together to accomplish his good. When we say, yes, God, use me. It's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle of a thousand pieces. If you ever have put a puzzle together, you pull out the box and you see the picture on the front of the box of the picture you desire to make and you see all the pieces and every piece is uniquely crafted and joins together to complete the full picture. But here's the reality. You've been frustrated before finding that last piece, haven't you? Because here's the truth. One missing piece leaves a significant hole in that picture. And the same is true within the church. Every one of us is uniquely designed to complete the masterpiece, the master designer himself. The God that created everything chose you. And he chose me to be a part of his team. And he uniquely designed us for that. 
this weekend, we are highlighting the majority of our weekly ministries. These are areas of tremendous needs to, to help our ministry move forward, to help our weekend services to continue to thrive. And if you pull out your bulletin, you'll see this insert in the bulletin in a little bit. Um, we're going to be ending service a little bit early for you to have a chance to look at this and, and, and dive into this and meet some of the people on these different teams. And you see some of the weekly ministries that are highlighted here, and we just encourage you to check them out to see Maybe some things, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. And on the back side, there's also an opportunity for you to kind of uh, answer some questions to help you find more about where you might fit. But even beyond these weekly needs, these weekly needs includes our kids' ministry. Did you know as we're hanging out in this room right now, there's like hundreds of kids all around the building from our Steel City kids right below us to our nursery down the hall to the preschool down the steps that are learning about Jesus and growing to become more like him while we're sitting here. And there's tremendous needs in our Steel City kids. There's the guest services teams, um, our PAC ministry, and so many other teams that are weekly ministries that need have significant needs. And here's the crazy thing. In a couple months, as we move into our new location and God booms at a whole new level than we could ever imagine, all the needs that we have right now are going to more than double. They're going to more than double. You know what that means? We need you. We need you. We need you to be a part of this team. Along with what we're highlighting this weekend, there's so many other ministries that make up what what, how, how, who we are as a church. We have our growth groups that meet throughout the week that you've heard many times before. We have leaders and need more leaders. We have um, you know, specialty ministries that help make our ministries take, take place, like our computer ministry. If you're a techie person, IT person, we can use your skills in our computer teams. Um, we have our specialty ministries, like our men's, our women's, and marriage ministries, and our, our church-wide events that, that do periodical um, activities uh, throughout the year to help connect with people, to draw them closer to Jesus and a real relationship with Jesus that need help in those moments. And there's so many opportunities for you to get plugged into. So you know what that means? There's a spot for you. There's no excuse to say, there, I don't think I, I'm needed anywhere. Because guess what? There is a spot for you. There's a place where you can plug in. There is a place where God wants to use you. Because I know in the bottom of your hearts, in all of our hearts, is a tremendous desire to make a difference. We all have that desire, don't we? In some level, we all have a desire to make a difference in this world. You know what? You have that opportunity. God has wired you to make a difference. When we blend together, when we join together, he does tremendous things in us and through us. But it's just about finding your fit. Here, Impact, our desire is not just to plug you in a hole where you're going to hate it for the next 10 years because you don't like that ministry. Our desire is to help you identify how you're wired, how you are designed, and connect that to what God is doing. So to find your fit, you really need to start by knowing your design. You need to know your design before you can take any other step. That's the most important thing. The Apostle Paul wrote these words in Philippians 2.13 when he wrote, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. This is the reality of his love through me, letting God love us and love others through us. As Paul wrote there, God works us in us to will and to act to fulfill his purpose. That's why he designed us in such a way. 
Like a puzzle piece, God has uniquely designed us to fit together to accomplish his good. And when we blend together with our unique gifts and and abilities, God does tremendous things. And this all happens when we know our design and when we allow God to use us. So you might be saying, that's great, Bill, but how in the world can I know my design? How can I understand how God has wired me? Well, first of all, we have a GPS class that we offer here at the church that is a great place to jump in there to learn more how God has wired you. But let me give you an overview really quickly. This isn't your notes. You can jot them down. But there's three key elements that really helps us know our design. The first key element in knowing your design are your passions. Your passions. This is not an accident. Your passions are not a mistake. No, you know what they are. I don't have to teach them to you. Those things that energize you, motivate you, excite you, it gets you out of bed, it gets you moving in the day. It's that thing that you go to do, but it doesn't feel like work because you enjoy it so much. Those are your passions. And then from there, beyond your passion, are your abilities. Now, All of us have natural abilities and learned abilities. And there's a difference between the two. For example, when I was in sixth grade, I started taking guitar lessons. And I learned how to play guitar. And I I got pretty good at doing GCD. You know, the basic chords and the music people. I did GCD. Just kept doing it over and over again. And pretty much at that time in the 90s, every worship song was GCD. So I had it made. It was awesome. Now, I went to college, and my roommate was a guitar player. He was a natural guitar player because I knew my limits of of playing guitar. I mean, it was pretty much anything beyond GCD, that was it. I was done. Well, my roommate, a good friend of mine, he would, we would sit there in the room, we would turn on the radio and be listening to a tune. Um, First time he ever heard it, he'd turn off, that's a really cool tune. And within two minutes, he was playing that same exact tune. This man never took lessons. I just said, Justin, I hate you. That's just unbelievable. That's natural abilities, and you know your abilities. There are some things that you were born with the ability to do. I mean, when you were a youngster, you were doing it better than adults. I mean, you had those skills. And then there are the learned abilities. You didn't really know them when you were younger, but through training and whatever it might be, you learned how to do them. And all of us has natural abilities and learned abilities that we're able to do. And so what are those natural and those learned abilities that you have, that you have acquired in your life? And then from there, the third key element in really knowing your design is your spiritual gifts. All throughout the New Testament, there's, there's specific places where the Apostle Paul and others highlight the different spiritual gifts that God gave to us, like preaching and teaching and prophesying and other things that God gave to us. And some of those were highlighted in Romans 12, what we read. And you can learn more about your spiritual gifts in the GPS class, or we can provide you a spiritual gifts test if you've never done it before to learn more if you're not sure, what are my spiritual gifts? How does God want to use me? And here's the awesome thing. When you blend your passions with your abilities with your spiritual gifts, there you see the crossroads of how God has uniquely wired you. And that's not a mistake. God, the creator of everything that is, uniquely designed you for a purpose. And he wants you to use that to serve. And you have the ability that when you use those gifts... You can change the world. 
space program. It took engineers. It took rock, rocket geeks. It took computer people. It took people pilots. It took nurses and, and doctors. It took every aspect of life to pull that off. And the same as the church. We need you. But here's the thing. We did not receive our gifts and our abilities and our passions to serve ourselves. And the more often we use our abilities and passions to serve ourselves, the more unfulfilled we find ourselves in our journey. But the more we say yes to God and allow him to use us, the more you find that fulfillment, the more you find what we're talking about, letting him love you, but then you love others through you. Peter puts it this way in 1 Peter 4.10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. We are called. God says, here's how you are designed. Now use it for my glory. Use it to share my hope. Use it to share my love. And the question is, how are we using our gifts and our abilities to serve? How are you using your gifts and your abilities to serve? Like I said, the church is a compilation of people. And our journey all starts with us just simply saying yes to him. That's it. God, yes, use me. It's amazing as we look through the stories in the Bible, we see people like Moses who God met at a burning bush and God says, Moses, I want you to lead my people out of slavery from the strongest nation in the world at that time. You are the person. And Moses had every excuse why he couldn't do it. You picked the wrong person. I'm not the right person, but God chose him. And finally, after all the excuses, Moses finally said, yes, Lord, Use me, and God did something significant. Over and over again, we see God using what seems to be average people for greatness. And many of us sit here every week, and we think, I'm just average. I don't really have what it takes. I'm not the right person. But that's not true at all. God has uniquely wired you, and he's just wait, waiting for you to say, yes, Lord, use me. Use me. I want to experience your love in me, and I want to experience your love just going out of me to make a difference in this world. And so once you know your design, you need to connect with your design. You need to connect with it. That's the next step in moving forward in this whole process, to take the action. It's great that we know it. It's great if we understand our abilities, but some form, at some time we need to connect with it and move forward with it. Look how Paul says it in Romans 12, going back to those verses that we read earlier. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. You know what Paul is saying here? He's saying that every person, every one of us has been gifted and we need to use those gifts to make a difference in this world, to serve him. We can no longer be spectators. We need to get in the game. We need to get in the game to use our gifts to serve him. You know one of the things I absolutely love about this church that just motivates me and excites me about impact is there are so many people that are doing this already. 
God is on the move and doing tremendous things. As we sit in this room, as you walk down the hallway to our small chapel down the, down the other side of the building that used to be the original worship center, and thinking back to when the church started in the 70s in, in Moon Middle School, God has done significant things because so many people who have gone before us have simply said, yes, Lord, use me. And as we sit here right now, so many people are saying, yes, God, use me. And God is doing tremendous things, and better things are yet to come. And we need more and more to join the team to see what God is doing and to see what God is going to do, not just within us, but through us. You're wondering what some of those people look like. You're wondering what some of those teams are. Check out this video highlight of just some of the tremendous teams and team members that we have here at Impact already. God is doing tremendous things already, and I've already seen so many God moments and great things through our ministry teams here at Impact. And if you're not on a team yet, we want to help you find a team because God wants to use you. You have tremendous gifts and abilities to find a spot here at Impact. And so today is an action step. Today is figuring out what is my next step. As Dale said earlier, we're going to be ending a little bit earlier, um, early today so that you have an opportunity to meet some of our team members, to meet some of our teams. And there's, there's team members in the hallways, in the lobby, um, on both sides. So please um, walk around, meet some of them, pull out that card for just a moment. And you'll see some of our weekly ministries. And, you know, you may find some things that already jump out at you that, hey, I want to be on that team. That looks like a great team. I want to be there. You know, highlight no more than three teams. You know, what is your, your, of those three, what's your top one, your second one, your third one that you'd like to join? And we'll have people follow up with you. If you're not sure um, where you fit or um, go on the back, you can answer some of these questions um, that, that will help people, help us identify the right team for you. Um, you know, like I said, maybe it's not one of our weekly ministries that we're highlighting, but maybe it's something else in our specialty ministries. But every, as you walk around the hallways, there's people wearing these unstoppable shirts that can help answer questions or help talk to you about the different programs and how you can be used, how you can get plugged in and allow God to use you. Because here's the great thing. God's doing something significant. Something significant. And we have the ability to change the world. You know how? simple. It starts by knowing our design, how God has wired each and every one of us as our own personal puzzle pieces, and by saying yes to him, and then blending together with the rest of the body of Christ and all of our gifts and our talents, and then God will begin to use us as one body, as he already has been, and we will begin to make a difference here in Moon Township in West Allegheny, in Hopewell, in Beaver Valley, in Montour, in the city of Pittsburgh, in the state of Pennsylvania, all throughout the country. And before you know it, we will change the world. All it starts with is us saying, yes, Lord, use me. How about you? Will you join the team and see what God does in you, through you? Let's pray together. Father, we just thank you because you truly are an amazing God. And Lord, you have done tremendous things. You have gone before us. And Lord, we just trust in you right now. As I stand here, I'm just so humbled knowing the men and women who have gone before us to make impact what it is today. And to, that just simply said yes to you, to be used by you, to do tremendous things in this community and Lord God, we have seen how you have worked this church all throughout the years. 
And we are so excited for the new doors that you are opening up. And once again, Lord, we know greater things are yet to come. And we just ask that you use us for your glory. Unite us in our gifts and our talents to make a difference in this world with your hope and with your love. We love you. We praise you. In your son's name.